Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spots Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Julia Lundstrom, CEO and founder of an Inc. 5000 fastest growing company called Simple Smart Science, which provides revolutionary new solutions for memory loss and brain health. Welcome to the show, Julia. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure being here today. Yeah. And Julia, your mission is to help 1 million people make a measurable improvement in their memories. And I know you've written some books, you are passionate about preventing dementia. So from a standpoint of a leader, I'm so grateful that you're providing that. And of course, this podcast is also about best practices. And you're not just the CEO of this company, but you've been CEOs of other companies. And you even earlier on in your life, you were a chief investment officer. So you're also good with money. Is that one of the reasons that you've succeeded so well? Or what would you say why you've done so well? It's funny that you talk about leadership because it, honestly, even at this point, I, I still don't feel like I have leadership down, but that's why we're all here, right? Is to, to learn from each other. And no, I mean, certainly my finance background has helped significantly. I'm a certified financial planner and I know numbers really well. Honestly, that actually is what holds me back because I still get too involved in the CFO world and <laughs> instead of just <laughs> letting them do their job, right? Honestly, I just fail often and I fail fast. You know, being a, well, now we're a multi-million dollar company, but when you're small and you're nimble, I would say we're still very small and nimble and we're able to try a bunch of stuff and know what works, know what works fast and move on. So not the finance necessarily has helped, but the love of numbers has been a really big one for me on data and being able to pivot fast. Mm, so you can probably, because of the numbers, you can spot quickly when things are working or not working. Definitely. I have spreadsheet galore, dashboards galore <laughs> of things everywhere. All my, my whole marketing team knows me and my spreadsheets. So, but it is exactly where I can see it, where things are working, where they're not. We are an online company. So every little thing gets measured. Mm. And as we know, what gets measured, right? So that's been a big key to my success is measuring everything and being able to go where the money is following the 80-20 rule, you know, 80% of your revenue comes from 20% of your clients. So focusing on those people really getting our avatar nailed down and having the whole company know what that avatar is. I have a whole video training on who our clients are. And then are you just naturally then gifted at selecting team members or how did you figure out how many <laughs> people you needed? Oh no. Oh no. That is, I think that's a forever long process. You just learn over time when you're just starting and you just need a role, you hire really fast mm -hmm. and you don't really put them through very much of a selection process. But as you move further down the line, you realize it's just too costly to do that. And so now we have, I mean, from bottom to top, we have a very intricate selection process, frankly, starting with them submitting their resume. I mean, we say specifically, oh, your resume comes in PDF format and your cover lovers should come in a Word doc. And we do that so specifically to see if people follow directions and read and, mm. and take the time, right? And so people will submit both in PDF thinking it looks better. It's like, well, that's not what we ask. Right? Mm. And so it just weeds out people very, very quickly. Of course, two, three years ago, we'd get 100, 200 applications for a role. And now we're lucky if we get three because of the employment crisis. But mm. I think it still helps us to weed out people at every level. And now I just have kind of the interviewing section down. But I always you know when you're bringing people on, I always liken it to the the quarterback theory, right? Like you can have a complete star quarterback and not that I watch much football. I don't watch any <laughs> football, but I know football, mm -hmm. you know, you can have a star quarterback.
quarterback in college and everybody wants him. And as soon as you get up to the pros, he fails miserably. Like you never know until you get him in the spot. Yeah. So it sounds like you have put as many systems in place when it comes to hiring. Yeah. And the, and the types of questions we ask and really it for us, I'm sure many people have said it on your podcast, but it comes down to culture. I can pretty much teach anybody anything, but it comes down to, are you passionate about our mission? And fortunately in our world, when we're helping older adults improve their memories and their brain health, we do get that passion. You can feel it come through, right? Yeah. And typically when people are that passionate about a subject, like they really want to make it work. So that is also very helpful. My last person I hired about a year and a half ago now, I could tell was not passionate about it. It was one of those, oh my gosh, we're growing so fast. We need multiple customer service reps. Let's just get them in the door. And this was a person that I recently just had to let him go because I just knew like great guy, like did a good job, but just wasn't passionate about the mission. And that really came through and it pulls everybody else down, right? So you yeah. have to make those tough decisions. And it's hard when it's not a performance thing to let somebody go. But when it yeah. comes to be a culture, thing, it really, really is. So I'm extremely particular about who we hire when it comes to culture. Yeah. And that's probably what you meant earlier that sometimes it just not until they show up and, and play, do you get confirmation that they're aligned, right? Exactly. Well, I appreciate your, your laughter when I said, are <laughs> you naturally gifted at hiring people? So it sounds like at some point you realize you had a leadership blind spot along the way. Hiring, I think has been okay for us. Like we have a really good retention. My leadership blind spot is I think many CEOs, you know, you try to wear too many hats and letting go too late. Of course, when you're just starting up as a startup, you have to wear all the hats. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, most people don't take those hats off fast enough. And a perfect example this year, we started coaching program for our clients to go super deep with them a three month coaching program. And I was trying to be the sales manager as well as the CEO of the company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I failed miserably. And it, it just... And the hiring fail, like it's just nothing I've ever done before. I even took a course on how to be a sales manager <laughs> and it just was not the highest up course leverage of my time. I'm grateful I did it because now my sales manager, I'm able to manage him better because I know what the role <laughs> entails and I have more respect for it. Yeah. But boy, I, I mean, after three weeks of doing that role, I should have immediately hired out and I waited three months. What was the aha moment? Yeah. What was the aha moment that you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore? Boy, I think it just slowly creeps up on you. I mean, the summer for me was a sprint, literally trying to be the CEO and the face mm -hmm. of the company and a sales manager. And, you know, I think everybody can sprint for a month or two, but come month three and four of that and seeing how that was affecting my shot, because I'm very, very strict when it comes to my health and my lifestyle. My lifestyle always comes first. And like I said, it was fine when my lifestyle suffered for a month or two, but when it got to be months three and four and I'm seeing, you know, my son and I just thought, oh no, this doesn't fly. So, mm. and then you don't realize it takes a good month to hire somebody and another month to get them trained. Right. So it's yeah. not just the, it's really hiring before you really feel like you need that role. Yeah. Well, sounds like you once again, figured out how to pivot quickly though. <laughs> I, I'm sure I'll make the same mistake again. Hopefully <laughs> not at the level I did this year. <laughs> right. Well, Julianne, I have to ask, I mean, you've pivoted several times. What are a tip or two that you would give to entrepreneurs in terms of making it through crisis? I, I 
know you've been through personal and professional crises yourself. Sure. I mean, I think everybody has. And I think it's one of the things that most people need to realize is that this is not an easy journey, right? I mean, you're it's a roller coaster. Yeah. I will say one of the best things I've learned, especially for entrepreneur entrepreneurs coming up or any entrepreneur, frankly, I was just at a mastermind event two weeks ago with people that all have seven figure businesses and over. And even just saying this to them, they were like, oh gosh, that's such an amazing way to put it. You know, we've all read The Richest Man in Babylon and know to put money away for us first. Mm. But the equation in business really needs to be your sales, whatever those are for the year, whatever you project those to be. And if you're a company that's been around for a couple of years, you can typically project your sales for the next year, whatever that may be, reoccurring revenue, whatever at a base level. And then the next step in that equation, most people, you know, your PL is your profits minus your expenses equals your, or sorry, your sales minus your expenses equals your profits. And it's actually should be the other way around. It's your sales minus your profit equals your expenses. Hmm. That was a lesson I I learned that was one of the most valuable things I've ever had because now every decision I have is based upon that. So let's say I know I have a million dollars of sales coming in and I want 20% profit margins. That's 200 grand. So that means I have 800 grand to spend. And every single decision I make is based upon that. Are you going to be able to get me, if it's an advertising, are you going to be able to get me 1.2 ROA? Mm -hmm. Give me that 20%. And if you're expense, are you keeping me under or over my 20% profit margin? And if you're going to knock me out of that 20% profit margin, are you worth it? Are you going to be able to bring in more, right? Like a marketing professional, a CMO, somebody like that, that should increase your profit margin, increase your revenue. Yeah. And I drive all decisions by that now. It's been sales minus profits equals expenses. And it's been such a game changer that even though you know it, to put it in that simplest of context, it's been a huge game changer for me. Well, I think that should be your middle name, right? Your company is called Simple Smart Science, but you have this gift of translating things into simple ways of understanding. So thank you for providing that. And and Julia, your passion for starting this company and brain health, did that come out of a crisis too? That was definitely kind of multitude of crises. I mean, I was a hired gun CEO for another company and I took that company from 600 grand to almost 1.8 million in 18 months and just thought, why am I doing this for somebody else? My brother was working with me as a COO and we both looked at each other and said, why are we doing this for somebody else? You know, so mm-hmm. we went off to do something. We wanted to do something. And it was just kind of this synergies of not great synergies. My, or coincidences, I guess I should say. My aunt got Alzheimer's that we love very much. My brother had his first heart attack at 44 and had to get on statins and they destroy your memories. Mm. through your memory. And so he was really struggling with his memory. And we met this scientist who was creating a new tropic and it all just kind of fell into place. And for us, it it was just kind of the perfect synergy of energies making this happen. And we started with supplements. We've, we're now going super deep with customers on coaching programs and meditations. I have my 10 pillars of brain health. Mm-hmm. And we, at this point, almost have something we can help people with in every single area of those 10 pillars, which has been a fun experience. Yeah. So I will definitely put it in the description, but I mean, your company is simplesmartscience.com. But if I'm hearing this and I know someone that might be struggling with memory loss or brain health, what would be a place for them to go to, to, to start their journey with your company? Sure. Well, we're a prevention company. So if they already have Alzheimer's or dementia, we, we typically send them to someone like Dr. Bredesen, who's doing amazing work reversing Alzheimer's and dementia, but it is a preventable disease. And mm. in that prevention, 
mention, I, I always like to say it's the person with the healthiest brain that's the happiest, right? So we help people get really healthy brains. It's a cockpit mm-hmm. to your whole body. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're an education first company. So I put on tons of workshops and webinars. I have one that is the definitive guide to Alzheimer's prevention. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's an hour long workshop where I just teach what kinds of lifestyle choices um, you can change that have been proven to either create dementia or prevent it. I'll give you a link to that so people can go sign up and it's picking your own date and time, whatever works for you. And, um, and are they you just off- go ahead and watch that? And- yeah, I was going to say, are you offering it complimentary or does, does it is a free require- workshop? It okay. is a free workshop. Yep. Okay. Well, I definitely I appreciate you being on this podcast and sharing your experiences. And thank you that you're passionate about providing what you do and look forward to hearing you be on the Inc. 5000 list again. Well, thank you. Yeah. Next year, hopefully Inc. 500, right? Yes. <laughs> we were close. We were 1089. So we only yes. have 500 spots to go. Yes. Well, thank you again, Julia. All right. Thank you so much.